If you're looking for success in the vacation rental industry, Heather Bayer and the team at CottageBlogger.com are here to show you that it's entirely within reach. Welcome to Vacation Rental Success, the show that features interviews with industry experts, successful vacation rental owners, and more, all geared toward helping you make it happen. Here's your host, Heather Bayer. Well, hello. And welcome once again to Vacation Rental Success. And this is, woohoo, this is episode number 30. I can't believe we've got this far so quickly. It just uh, just goes to show how quickly the weeks are going this year. Today's interview is another one in our successful rental owner series, where I interview people who have really made the just just great inroads into the vacation rental market by going the extra mile, by doing amazing things with their marketing and by just immersing themselves in this whole industry and creating such a great experience for their guests. And I know that there's a ton of you out there and you could be out there with just one property that you live fairly close by to and you just give your all to making sure that your guests just have the best time. Or you might have several properties spread over different areas and you really have got it all tied down and managed so well with, uh, with your property managers in different places that are doing such a great job for you. Or you could be, you could be someone who started out with just um, one property uh, of your own, maybe a couple, and you've now moved on to managing properties for other people. I mean, that's what that's how I started. I came over to uh, to Canada when I came over here. We we actually I actually owned three properties. It was it was just in some idle discussion really with the owner of a of a listing site, who who said, you know. He, what one of the issues that he was facing was that people keep kept coming to him and saying, "I really enjoy renting out my property, but what I don't like doing is handling all the emails and the phone calls. I just don't have time for it. Uh, I want to give more to it, but I just I'm just not physically able to. Do you know anyone that could manage it for me?" And Craig's, Craig was saying to them that, you know, I'm, I'm so sorry, I don't do this. Uh, I know a couple of agencies in the area that do. And so he was sending them off to some of the other um, Ontario agencies. When I met with Craig and said that uh, I'd been running a UK company called Clearwater Holidays that, uh, and we'd been marketing, uh, doing the rental management, not property management, but the rental management for a number of properties in Ontario, just like our own, but we were doing it from uh, from England. And, and now we were living in Canada. So I was wanting to expand on that and start a small agency. So that that's how it all started for me. I got into business with, uh, with Craig White of Cottage Link. And that was ooh, over 10 years ago now. And and we haven't looked back. We started out with with my own couple of cottages and a few others that Craig brought to me, and here we are with uh, around two hundred and twenty now. So 
that that's just a, another type of owner, somebody who's 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 starting out that uh, that I would love to interview. So if you are an owner who has a what what do you think is a success story? You feel that you are achieving great occupancy through the things that you do. I would love to hear from you. And uh, and we can have a discussion and uh, interview you for our successful owner series. Today's guest is one of those who started out with one property and then expanded into several more. And he now runs them as a complete business. So he, you know, this this is his job now uh, as a uh, a vacation rental specialist. So I'm delighted to welcome to Vacation Rental Success, Thibaut Masson. And we're going to talk about his properties in Bali, in the West Indies island of St. Barts, and in Paris. And we're going to learn all about how he does the marketing, the management, and the hosting of all the guests in those properties. So without further ado, Let's move on to the interview. So I'm so excited to have with me today Thibaut Masson, who is originally from France and uh, and now seems to lead a pretty fantastic nomadic life around the world. So good morning, Thibaut. Thank you so much for being with me today. Hey, good morning, Heather. Thank you for having me. I mean, I've been a fan of your show for quite some time now, and uh, it's, I'm delighted to be here and uh, talking to everyone. Oh, well, it's a real pleasure to have you. So what exotic location are you in today? Okay, right now I'm in St. Bart's in the Caribbean. Um, some of you may know it's a very tiny island. It's like 27 square kilometers. I don't know in square feet what it is, but it's just like really tiny in uh, so in the French West Indies, and that's where uh, celebrities come to celebrate Christmas. And we had uh, uh, Beyonce some time ago. DiCapri- Leonardo DiCaprio was here, I think, three weeks ago, and uh, Kate Moss was here too. So it's a pretty nice place. So in my I'm I'm in my villa called Villa de Mangue here, and I'm uh, looking at the sea right now. That sounds absolutely wonderful. One day, one day, I'm going to get there. But uh, for now, I want to explore with you, um, really, so, you know, we're going to go way, way back, start with, um, with where you started your, your, your career and how you got into to what you're doing now. So you, you've had a really diverse career. I've, I've done a fair amount of, of research. I've, you, you, you are very prolific on, on the web. And there's a lot of links that are going into the show notes today for, for all your different websites and blogs and um, Twitter platform and Google+. So I've been reading your about page and, you know, you had this diverse career starting as a sales engineer with a software company. And then you moved to head of marketing with eBookers in France, which seems quite a switch. Uh, and then that was followed by yet another switch to publishing online fashion magazines so I'd love it if you can tell us how how all that sort of diversity happened and how it's finally converted into your current life, which um, where, where you call yourself a full-time villa rental specialist. Over to you. 
Well, I think a bit more than a year ago, if you would have asked me what my job was, I was I would have said, well, you know, I'm the head of the biggest online fashion magazine dedicated to uh, plus size fashion. That was really my thing, and I was the head of at a very big plus size fashion magazine in France, and had a version in the UK, in the US as well. Uh, and it's true. And I, I switched again to something else, and I, I kept on switching. But actually, I've always worked in the internet field. It's really internet marketing that I've been doing for, for years. I was selling software, was almost square for, for big websites. I was the head of an online marketing of an online travel agency called eBookers. It's, it's known in Europe, in several countries, and actually it's, uh, it's a sister company to Orbitz in the US. I switched between software to online travel because I was lucky to study in the US for two years in, near Chicago. I did my, my MBA there. And I uh, interned with, uh, with Orbitz, which is located in Chicago. So that's how I got into that traveling thing. And when I moved back to France, I, I got the job offer. And I, that's where, how I came into uh, to work with um, eBookers. And then I wanted to create my own company. And I launched this uh, fashion magazines. I, had, I didn't know anything about fashion, really. And, uh, but it was mostly an opportunity for me. I saw there was a lot of demand of people wanting to know more about fashion, uh, especially plus-size fashion. There's no magazine for that, so I'm, mm, I'm going to create content. So I hired people, freelancers, and that's how I got into it. But um, that was my day job. By night, I was a, I was a secret, uh, <laughs> a secret uh, villa host. In 1995, actually, uh, my partner and I acquired uh, um, a rental in St. Bart's. It was really by chance. I had never, at the time, St. Bart's was not very well known. It was. It's a French island, of course. So we even French people don't didn't really know about it. It's really far away from continental France. Obviously, it's in the Caribbean. It's tiny. Nobody knows it. It's like the, the airport is so small that you can't land big planes. You have to take. You have to go to Saint Martin, which is nearby, with the international flights, and then take a small ten seat flight mm-hmm. to go to Saint Bart. It's very tiny. It's scary landing. You can go. If you go online, the keyword Saint Bart's, the first keyword that comes after Saint Bart's is Saint Bart's Landing. It's so scary. There's so many videos about it, but that's why it's also like secret secret place. So I discovered the place and I fell in love with the view. I, I just visited the house for fun and this house was for sale and I saw the view. I'm like, it's wide open view on, on the bay, on the islands around and the sea. I just fell in love with the place and I wanted to get the house, but there was no way I could afford it. I was, I was younger. <laughs> and the only way to, to pay for that, the, the, the notary, I don't know whether you use the name notary in Canada or the US, but the, my total lawyer, if you want, mm-hmm. said, you know, just make it into a rental. And so you get some revenues and you'll be able to pay for the loan. And St. Bart's is a place where you can, you know, rent a house for, I think the house where I am right now, Villa de Mang, it's, uh, the rent is $30,000 a week at Christmas time. Wow. So, <laughs> so I was like, hmm, let me think. So it was crazy, but we took a loan. Mm-hmm. And thanks to the rentals, we were able to, to pay for that. But uh, that's, that, that's how I got into the game. Fantastic. So what happened after that? So you, you started with that property in, uh, in St. Bart's, but, uh, but now you have, you have more properties than that now. Yeah, what happened? That's a question I ask myself when I wake up. <laughs> what happened? Um, uh, seriously, well, 
it was not that difficult with St. Bart's because, of course, it's, it's always hard when you're at the distance to manage your house. But I've been very lucky because St. Bart's has these villa rental agencies that, that uh, really help attract tourists. 80% of the tourists in St. Bart's are Americans, really. And um, most people, it's also a crazy, crazy market because 80% of the tourists in St. Bart's end up staying in a villa. 20% only in a hotel. It's a villa market. It's a very interesting market for that. So these agencies are very good at managing the houses and attracting tourists and taking care of everything. So it was easy for me. On the other hand, I had to give away 20 to 20% commission to them. But it was not that hard to manage. And then a friend of mine built a house in Bali. With Bali is in Indonesia. It's, it's like there's a 12-hour uh, time difference with, with St. Bart's. It's... It's really, really far away from France. And so he built a house and I was not attracted at all with Bali. I'm like, oh, Bali, I don't know much about it. Indonesia, I don't know. And then, let's have a look. So I went to stay at his house and arrived at the airport in Bali and I hated the place. <laughs> it was traffic jam. I was, I know I had this idea of Bali, dreaming of beaches and beautiful landscapes and, and, a, and a very you know, beautiful culture. And a airport it was full of traffic jams and... Um, Australian bogans, a bogan, I learned, uh, it's Australian slang for like young people drinking and getting, uh, you know, binge drinking and partying hard. I was like, uh, that's not what I like. And then I arrived at his place, which is an hour and a half away from the airport. It's beautiful, a wild beach, black sand beach, amazing place. And I walked on the beach for 25 minutes. Piece of land was amazing. And once again, you know me, you got Beautiful view. I want to be here. So that's why I had this project. You know, I thought it would be easy because my friend had just built a house. So I thought, well, let's just, you know, piggyback on his experience and, and, and build a house. But of course, it actually took me three years to build a house. So, but it was not that easy, but I thought it would. It's, that's, that's what was, was important. And again, Bali is interesting too because it's a big villa area. A lot of, so many villas. So I was, I was like, well, you know, business-wise, I, I hope I know what I'm doing. I know about villas and renting. So I got it. And the project took so much time, three years, that I was like, well, I'm spending so much time in Bali in the meantime. So why don't I get a smaller villa <laughs> in town <laughs> where I can stay during the work? So that's why I got a second villa. It's very small. And then, <laughs> and then um, I always had in mind to move from France to live in St. Bart's. So I built a second villa in St. Bart's. Again, a tiny one. It's a one-bedroom. It's going to be finished in late August because the plan is for me to live in a smaller house so that I can have the bigger one, Villa Domingue. It's a four-bedroom. I can rent it to guests. So I could be staying on the island, St. Bart's, while having the bigger, bigger villa rented. So that's how I got those two rentals in Bali uh, and two rentals the other side of the world. And last thing, sorry, of course, I moved from France. So my apartment, I was not able to sell it because the market is so bad in, in Paris right now. Um, so um, I had to find guests. So I'm renting my apartment to two people. So I got like five rentals in the world. So it's a, mm. it's a crazy situation. It, uh, it sounds like it requires a lot of management. And, you know, I've, I've owned seven properties myself over the past 10 years and often say that if I'd known when I started when I started out, what I know now, I'd have done things a lot differently. So I'm sure from from the outset when you built uh, when you um, bought the villa in um, 
St. Bart's that you, I mean, did you make some mistakes when you started out that, that now with the benefit of hindsight, you realize that you, you wouldn't do again? Yeah, I got I got three mistakes in mind actually. You know, I made a lot of mistakes, and I'm, I really I always think I'm a I'm a slow learner, but I'm willing to learn. <laughs> That's always why I listen to your podcast. I listen to all the other people, mentors who can teach me things to do. And I, for example, one of the first mistakes I did, I, as you got it, I mean, I sh- I will never ever. I mean, I I would really advise people against building two houses at the same time, especially. in two different places in the world. I was crazy, but it was just because it took so much time in Indonesia with the papers. You can't imagine because they have no like land, uh, what's it, land charters? What's the word in English? I'm not sure. But like officially you have like, you have to wait a year when you buy your land to make sure there's no, nobody's going to show up and say, hey, by the way, this land is also mine. I'm, I'm, I'm a brother of the guy you bought the land to. And yeah, yeah, you have to make sure actually when you buy the land, it's actually yours. Yes. <laughs> well, there's like there's like nobody's gonna ask about it, and and it takes so much time. You have to negotiate. You have you have to negotiate with the village in Indonesia. You have to negotiate with first the head of the village. You have to negotiate with the head of the the rice paddies. <sighs> it's a different person. It's very important. Why? Because my new villa, it's a it's a beach retreat between rice paddies and the sea. It's beautiful, but of course. We had to build a, a um, one kilometer long um, road to through the rice paddies to to the um, to the beach because there was there's nothing around. So the only building on the on the beach. They were actually were quite happy for us to build the the rice the road because then it enables them to have trucks come and carry the um, the rice bags. But so you have to negotiate with all these people. So my first advice is then you know. Uh, even 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 if you have friends who did it in one country far away, just you know it's going to take way longer than than you think. So don't launch another project at the same time or about the same time as you did. Um, se- second second mistake I, uh, I did is because of my background, I'm coming from online marketing, and my first rental was really, you know, I have this, this, this person here in, in St. Bart's. Her name is Sandra. She's, she's sort of like a, a maid and a, a, more than a maid, she's like a, ma- she's not a manager really, but she comes like every day. She, you know, cleans the house, makes up the bed, checks on the, on the guests. Um, so I can rely on someone. It was very easy. But when I got these rentals, the other rentals, I decided to try booking myself directly online. And I thought... Having rentals was really about you know being online, doing online marketing, doing social media because I had been doing this. It's not. You have to, <laughs> a rental is a real life thing. You have to take care of the house. You have to you know, for example, in Bali, I got six, six employees in my in my beach retreat. You have to train these people to welcome guests. You have to make you know you have to handle the booking inquiries. Um, all this I was not used to doing because. Again, with St. Bart's, had this agency taking care of everything. So, it, when if you decide to go, you know, and say, okay, I'm going to get bookings on my own now. I'm going to be on HomeAway. I'm going to be on Airbnb. Well, it's you have to expect to do a lot of work and uh, well, making sure you have somebody welcoming the guests at the airport in Bali. Again, answering uh, bookings. So, my mistake was to think that it's going to be very easy to be online and it's going to be automatic. No, it's not because. So you have to be ready to to talk, to convince. 
to, to listen to what they say, what they write. As you said in, in a previous podcast, you have really to read what they're telling you and maybe they want, um, they have a, a question about something and they want to make sure the view is great. So you have to read through the lines and try to answer these people. And I really thought everything would be like, you know, very easy to do online. It's not. It's a real conversation with people. So that was my two main, main mistakes. Yeah, and the third mistake was uh, um, not focusing enough on getting reviews. I was so busy launching the houses, building the houses, getting, you know, creating a menu for the house in Bali and doing lots of things. That, and also getting my first bookings. I was so thrilled. I had no system yet to get people to make a review. So that's why it was so important for me, for example, to to listen to what Heather is doing or to what Antonio Bertolotti is doing at yeah. the Vacation World Summit. All those systems you have to build to make sure that you are getting reviews because you've built a, you've built a great house, you've, you've made sure your team is amazing and you're not asking for a review or you're not asking it in the right way so you're not getting a review. That's, that's, that's bad because reviews are key to get new bookings. Uh, so I'm learning. I'm putting this kind of system to... Make sure that whenever somebody is uh, is leaving the house, uh, of course, sending a note because I'm not there, obviously, sending a note and make sure a couple of days later, when I get their feedback, asking them if they're happy, only if they're happy, asking them to get to uh, make a right review. So it's it's very interesting, and actually, I'm really uh, I'm relying on some online tools like um, some piece of software called Asana. That's so it's it's, it's a tool for um, to work with. Um, with a remote teams, for example, but it's 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 the way I use it is to send myself reminders. It's like whenever I get a booking, it, it I create tasks for myself saying, okay, uh, at the end of the stay, you have to send them an email. Uh, a few months after the stay, send her them send them a special offer, because otherwise, with with the four rentals, two in Bali, two in 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 uh, in Saint Bart. I would totally forget those reminders. And I guess maybe you're smiling because you're a professional Heather and you have like an agency. <laughs> no, I'm I'm I'm, I'm smiling. I'm smiling because I use Asana as well. <laughs> oh really? You know, and I'm not very disciplined, uh, um, so I have to force myself to think about this. So the only way is like when I get a booking, I kind of send myself those tasks to do in the future. It's like back to the future, but I'm. <laughs> I'm, I'm forcing myself to be a better host. Well, I think you, you've covered a couple of, of great points there. And one of them that, you know, is very dear to my heart is the one about reviews because, uh, and I think I, I was talking about that with, um, with Jasper Ribbers on the last podcast uh, with his Airbnb listing that, uh, that because with Airbnb, those listings are reciprocal so that owners can also review their guests and guests review the owners it, it makes it a sort of integral part of the of the whole system. So whereas you know, five or six years ago, reviews were were just beginning to come in. Now they are um, they are front and center. You can't do without reviews. So so you're absolutely right. When you start out, the first thing you need is, and is to may, concentrate yeah. on them. And if I may add on Airbnb, the, the the podcast was very interesting. And actually, in Bali, you know, Bali is a priority to uh, Airbnb, you'd be surprised Bali, of Airbnb in Bali. They host sessions every three weeks in Bali with villa owners like me to train villa owners because they're not, Airbnb is not about just about renting a, a spare bedroom or something. Mm -hmm. for, for, for Asia, their priority is Bali because 
They say a lot of people in Asia are first-timers when it comes to vacations abroad. And one of the first places they're going to go to is Bali. Uh, like people from you know, China or different places. And they're going to go to Bali. And one of the cheapest ways to stay in Bali is with a villa. Villa are very cheap, actually, in, in Bali. So Airbnb has decided to invest a lot on this. And what he was saying is that when people look at listings and Airbnb, they're going to first enter their dates and then uh, prices. And then they're going to look at the reviews first and then the photos, then mm -hmm. only the photos. And then maybe they're going to read your listing. So it's, it's, it's key. Reviews are, are crazy. And again, another factor was very important, for, interesting for me to understand compared with home away is that social network plays such a big role because when you host on Airbnb, you have to connect with your own personal profile, your Facebook profile and the rest. And for example, I was, I was asking him, you know, I can never find my own listing in Airbnb. Am I dumb? I mean, I'm, am I stupid? Why can't I find it? He said it's because it's filtered away. Uh, Airbnb, of course, will not show listing to myself because I'm not going to book my own listing. And the, the, filter, the filter results depending on, you know, whether you speak the same language as the, the user, as the, the potential guest. If you guys speak the same language, they're going to give you a, a better, better match. Uh, did you attend the same school? Uh, did you? And a lot of things. It's it's absolutely crazy. And I really encourage people to, you know, owners to look at the way Airbnb works. It's so different from home away. And and that's why I'm all the, all the place on the internet. It's just because it's the way the market is 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 changing. It's 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 a, it's a bit scary, but in a way you have to to understand their rules. Yes, I, I was as you can tell from that uh, that uh, last podcast interview it was something that was really new for me and I, I I was just a little bit blown away by uh by hearing about Airbnb and and, and it just seems that they that, you know that they're targeting perhaps um a, a slightly different demographic when when you're saying that they're that they're running these things in Bali so they're they know that their demographic that are coming to Airbnb are the people that are going to these locations. So, um, in St. Bart's, Villa Domingue, my four-bedroom, can rent up to $30,000 a week at Christmas time. Bali, my, my three-bedroom, like the smaller one in the city, I think it's going to be like maybe a $1,200. That, that's, I would say that's it. I mean, it's, it's per, per night... It's sort of what you would pay in New York with Airbnb. So in a way, it's it just makes sense for them to go after this market as well because it's uh, it's not that far fetched. This is all fascinating, and it's sort of you you've just touched on social media. I just want to move on to that um, because I mean, you're a professional marketer. You've been you you were uh, had held a marketing position with ebookers travel company so it's clear that you have a strategy for marketing your properties but you have also have that strong presence on social media tell me about the platforms you're using on social media to get your message out to your prospective guests and which one is is perhaps your preferred method or if or, or indeed maybe you don't have a preferred one so uh, so tell me what your take is on on the whole social media platforms i think social media is a nightmare it, it's really a nightmare because you never know what's going to work and and things are changing all the time i mean let me give you an example i was with my um online fashion magazine we were like two or three years ago we were very very big on facebook and facebook was so important 
and we were able to, uh, we, we were republishing our articles on Facebook, getting a lot of traffic from Facebook thanks to that. And then Facebook's changed their rules. Like one of my pages had like 100,000 fans. It was huge. But suddenly they changed their rules and you can't reach your own fans anymore. Mm -hmm. So I don't have any preferred platform really. It's mostly like I, I try to be out there and with different strategies. Um, but first again, the, the goal for me is that, again, we had these plus size fashion magazines. Uh, we had this magazine. One of the big limitations to my, I would say, uh, success, if you want, was the fact that I could not be the face of my business. Obviously, I'm not a curvy woman. <laughs> I'm not. And I can't change that. And you know, at some point nowadays, when you have a business, you have to be the face of your business. It's very interesting how things are changing. But with social media, you kind of know that people, if you have a listing, for, there's your name on the listing. On Home Away, there's your name on, on the listing. People are going to Google you. They want to see, you know, there are scams around, there are lots of things. So they're going to Google your name. Do you exist? Are you for real? What do you do? Do you actually own the house? So I was like, well, this time around, I'm going to be the face of my own business. I'm going to be out there and I'm just going to make it easy for people to Google my name. So that's why I'm, I'm a bit all over the place. It's not because I think I'm, I'm very handsome and I want people to see my face. It's not about it. Actually, it's more about, I think, um, the lesson I've learned is that I, I can embody my business, especially here, because in a way, I'm going to ask people to send thousands of dollars of hard-earned money to me abroad, and I'm French. How many people like French people? <laughs> um, you know, you have to... I'm trying to do everything I can to have people trust me and know I'm for real and that uh, they can come on these very faraway islands and there's going to be someone waiting for them at the airport. There's going to be, uh, you know, the private chef is going to be there to cook for them. And that's why I'm over the place. When it comes to channels, uh, for example, I'm trying to learn, for example, Google Plus, obviously, Alan Egan is, is a great guy. I'm learning from him. Um, and I use Twitter a lot. Actually, my favorite channel is Twitter. But for the moment, I, I thought first I would be like, okay, let's be um, on Twitter and try to answer people. Whenever somebody had a question about value sandbars, I would show up and try to answer. But that's, that's actually I've just considered that's not the way thing things are because most often when people are sharing stuff on social media, they are already there. They are already in St. Bart's when they're sharing pictures of St. Bart's. So in a way, it's a bit late for me to capture their attention and, and sell them a booking because they are already on the island. Maybe for a repeat booking, yeah. The way I've switched things around and, I, and people could, could follow me on Twitter, that's the, the thing that you know, listeners could do, is I use Twitter as a way to raise the attention of influencers like uh, journalists, like the um, listing sites. You know, I, on Twitter, I, I tweet to the, uh, the home away teams, to the Airbnb local teams, to say, hey, I got this villa, and here's the link. This, here's my listing on your site. You'd be surprised. They love it. And they retweet your own link mm -hmm. to their listing because, in a way, you, you, you helping them help you. In a way, it just makes sense. So that's really the way I'm trying to use social media in a way because I'm like, Okay, let's go after influencers. And also with social media, with Twitter, for example, I try to share, whenever I find something interesting about uh, vacation rentals, I share it on Twitter because I want to find fellow uh, 
um, people who also are owners and maybe learn from them and share with them. That's, that's the way I use social media. And last thing I do, of course, I got travel blog, which is social media. So I write about Bali and I write about St. Bart's and give local tips. And of course, on social media, I share my content. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you've you've certainly got the breadth of it, and it. Um, my my favoured internet marketing guru is um, is Pat Flynn, and his mantra is be everywhere. And uh, and I'm just writing a blog post at the moment about how you know you know, d- does be everywhere work for vacation rental owners, and and I think just about you know what I've been writing this morning is um, it's almost as though you were there before me. <laughs> Because what you've just said is what is mostly in that blog post. It's it's really about taking each uh, channel, and you know you can't have a one strategy that covers the, every channel. You've got to have a separate strategy for each. Uh, I love what you said about Twitter, um, using it to uh, to get in touch with with travel writers, journalists. That those people are out there, and they're looking for for people they can connect with when they want a story. And uh, so, I, so I think you've really nailed that. I mean, I see you on LinkedIn all the time, networking with, with other rental specialists. And uh, obviously, you know, you're on um, Google Plus and it's very clear that you've been following what Alan Egan has been, um, has been teaching in his course. And, uh, and I'll be putting a link to that as well on the, on the show notes. There's going to be a lot of links on the end of this, uh, these show notes, I think. Um, so you, you've got such a, a, a great uh, a great handle on the whole social media marketing uh, area. So I really commend you for that. And um, I'm I'm be putting links on. I mean, I have a long list of them already to go on the end of the show notes. So you should see you- the links to just about every platform you're on. Where, where I want to go now is is really following on what you've just been saying about travel blogger because. Many experts, Matt Landau certainly, for one, talks about the value of being a location specialist. And, and I mentioned this in my Vacation Rental World Summit session as well. And, and you've done this so well with the Bali and St. Bart's guide. So that, that's a guide that you have to Bali, a guide that you have to St. Bart's, which covers things like activities, things to do, sort of introduces people to the, the two separate places. So as part of an overall marketing strategy, how essential do you think this is for owners if they really want to capture the niche in that area? You know, when you got the listing, you could look in Bali for, for villas, for example. There's, there's thousands of them. So, and I'm, again, I, I, don't, I always consider I'm a, I'm a, a, a sort of underdog, if you will, because I'm like... Uh, I'm late in the game, and I'm not the first one coming up with a villa here. And and for example, the villa I have here in Saint Bart, it's it's the view is amazing, but it's it's almost 25 years old, and we would not believe the beautiful modern gems there are here in in, in Saint Bart when it comes to architecture. So obviously, it's not the most stunning house. It's the most beautiful view by far, <laughs> but it's not the most stunning house. So we have to make a difference. And I think the key lesson for me is, has always been that I'm not the guest. I think I heard of one. I heard this one of a podcast some time ago. But I'm not my guest. So for me, the the the, uh, the first thing was to say, okay, uh, I'm tr- I'm going to try to understand what's my potential, my typical target client want and try to create content for them. 
And for example, in 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 Domingue here in Saint Bart's for my villa, when I I'm re- I got this guest book, people have been writing for twenty years, and some some come every year, and I can read in the book about their twins twins growing up and their twins breaking their first boyfriends at the house, and it's it's really funny. And when you read about this, I realize well, you know, people who come to my house. They often come here for a special occasion. A lot of people come here for their 25th wedding anniversary or for when they hit 50 or 60. So it was very interesting. And obviously, most of them are Americans. So I said to myself, how can I differentiate myself? How about writing a guide about St. Bart's called stbart.com and, and try to give ideas about, you know, what to do for wedding anniversaries or what to do, again, to, to tackle this. Similarly for Bali, I got the website called realbali.com. Obviously, my, my target is, uh, is more people who do not want to party. I'm not after 20-year-old Australians. I'm more after maybe 40-year-old women who want to book a villa and uh, they're busy moms and they have a job and... They don't see their husband much, and they don't see their older teenagers much. So they want to go to this Bali beach retreat where they can find, find time to spend together and be together in this great area and this 33, with this 33-meter-long pool and just stay together, have great time. So I created this guide, and the content is really for people who want to explore this other side of Bali, not the partying area, but this other side of Bali. So all the itineraries I build... Uh, I give away in realbali.com all these um, uh, activity things to do in Bali I give are mostly things that are around my house because in a way I'm trying to serve well first my the people who are going to stay in the house that that's this online guide is for them it's for the people who are going to stay in the house what they're going to do and of course obviously it's also to attract like-minded people so in a nutshell, these travel guides are really for my potential guests and for the actual guests who are going to stay in the villas. But they're out there for anybody who, who is interested in, in going there. And I, I mention this because it, it's, it's something that, um, that I've looked for. We, we try and go somewhere different every year. And I remember a couple of years ago going to Costa Rica and we'd never even thought about it before. And first of all, before we chose, uh, chose a accommodation, we wanted to find out you know, where we should find that accommodation, what was the best area. Um, so so I was out there looking for information on the different areas. And I did the same in the Bahamas. And if, if I was going to Bali, I would want to know more about, you know, why, why would you just choose some accommodation before knowing whether that accommodation was in the area that you really wanted to be? So I, I think you've, um, you've really done a fantastic job in creating such a, an interesting, valuable piece of information for incoming um, tourists. It's, it's, you know, it's a tourist guide for, for first-time visitors. And of course, having the, the fact that at the end, I'm, I'm sure you, you've, you've mentioned your own properties, and uh, that's probably where people are going to go once they've found the information they want. So, you know, once again, uh, you know, huge kudos to you for, for doing that. There's, there's very few of, of those um, location-specific information sites about, and, and the, you know, the opportunities are huge for any 
vacation rental owner to go out and do exactly the same. Don't you agree? Yeah, I agree. It's very key. And But again, when I started doing this about a year ago full time. I really thought that we'd be blogging every day because that's what I've been doing for years with my own passion magazines. But also I realized that uh, as an owner, you have other things to do. You have to run the house. Uh, most often most of you have a, a full-time job. And so it's really also a matter of, again, discipline. Having this special time once a week, maybe like every morning from 10, 12, you're going to write that post. It's not that hard, actually, just to write something. What I try to do, I'm, I'm a bit lazy. So I, I use tools like Feedly, for example, where you, could put, you can put those tiny keywords and they're gonna, it's going to make that, such a thing that it sends you the news around that keyword. For example, the area, for example, I'm not in Bali, so I can't write it by, in Bali right now, but I got those keywords around Bali about my area. So whenever there's something new showing up published in the news, I can read it and then I can comment on it because it's 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 way. So you have to create some useful kind of tool to make it easy for you to do your, do the job. Otherwise it can be hard to find a new things to say every week. I can, can get that. But so but if you get those news coming and you're just reacting to the news, that's easy to do or a sharing experience you had or it's more about making sure you can do it every week. It, it, that's the hard part. Yeah, and I think uh, I think people get a little bit stuck up on you know how how what what do I write about? But it's th- there there is so much out there in any location that uh, that can be written about. Before we finish this, I just wanted to know um, from you what you feel is your Im- most important role as a villa owner and a, and a host, particularly given that you are at a distance. The trick took apart is to still be able to, again, I've learned from that, from, from listening to everybody here, all the podcasts and, and, and the blogs. The key is to be obviously perfection. And, and it's kind of hard because, you know, I, my, my villas can be rented directly through my websites, through listing sites, or through villa agencies. I still use villa agencies for the main, the main house in St. Bart's. And I'm happy with that because I do want, I do not want to jump what I should have. If, you, if it's working for the moment on this special market, you know, I'm still keeping that, but so sometimes if you're booking direct, it's easy to build a relationship. If people come through a villa agency, it's trickier because in a way, the villa is always worried that you're going to sort of steal the client away from them if, you, if you're too much there in a way or another, if you get into contact. So uh, you have to try to build this personal connection because it's key to make, I think, to make people happy. Uh, leave a good review, have a great experience, and also hopefully have them come back. Uh, for the villa agencies, I visit the villa agencies. I see, I, I think they are my sales force in a, in a way. For example, this very very big agency called Wimco in the US is based in Newport. And three weeks from now, I'm going to Newport to visit them and show them the villa, the new things we've done, or, or the addition I'm building right now. And so that these people, these villa agencies, when they are on the phone with a potential client, they sort of share my love for the house and they're able sort of to, in, on my behalf, build this personal connection with the guests uh, um, so that when the guest arrives and leaves, uh, um, leaves a, a comment in the guest book, the actual paper guest book, it's still addressed to me and they're very happy. So it's the tricky part for me that's it. Being a good host is, in the end, is, is being able to have this personal relationship where people say, hey, Thibault, I was very happy to stay in your villa and 
we did this and that and recommend people go to that restaurant it was amazing and and see you next year <laughs> that's that's my goal i i think that's you you've you've made a good point there uh, about using agencies and uh, you know for some owners some owners use an agency because they just want a completely hands off experience you know here's my property you take it you rent it and I want absolutely nothing to do with it. And I do understand that, you know, for, you know, for people that perhaps are just uh, investing in, in vacation rentals because it's, you know, th there's a good return, then that may be the thing to do. I mean, personally, in our own agency, with all our properties, we, ha we want our owners to, to have as much hands-on as, as they want, um, so I, I, I love that, you know, you're, that you're visiting the agency and, and creating the relationship with them because as an agency owner myself, that's, that's really important. You know, the, the most important thing to me is to have a really good relationship with our owners and also so that all our staff know their properties. So, um, uh, so yes, that's, uh, that, that's very dear to my heart. <laughs> I love to hear you say that. Right. I just want to come back to the press release that you did uh, about a month ago because that is what I mean. I've I've seen you. I see you everywhere. I see you on Twitter and Google Plus and LinkedIn, <laughs> and you know we have chatted backwards and forwards on on different platforms before. But it mm. was the press release that you did that really fired me up, and I thought I have not seen this done before by a vacation rental owner, and I'm sure perhaps people do it, but it just hadn't come across my radar before because you weren't out there doing a press release saying you know this is my fantastic property you are actually offering some tips so can you talk about what you actually did there whether it worked or not and why you think it might be a good marketing tool well first off i hope other other rental owners will not hate me because the uh, the press release was really about giving seven tips for a guest to negotiate a discount with a, <laughs> a vacation owner. So, um, because I think it, it always comes back to my past as a, as a, uh, uh, with um, the online magazine publisher. Whenever, whenever as a publisher I would get a press release, I would not be that interested in a new product. I was interested in a new story or interested in hearing from an expert, if you will. Here I was like, okay, I got this new villa launching in Bali. Again, it's beautiful. It's this huge, amazing pool. It's a pool that's bigger than the pools of most hotels in Bali. It's crazy. It's by the beach. It's the only building. I love this place. But on the other hand, it's not for everyone. It's an hour and a half away from the city. So if you like, if you like shopping and restaurants, that's not where you should be going. So it's tricky to launch such a villa. So I was like, okay, let's try to um, sound interesting and not talk about the product. And as I do on Twitter, I try to say, to attract the attention of journalists. I considered the timing. It was, I think, late May, uh, early June. And so summer vacations are, are coming. And I decided to say, okay, let's give away tips to negotiate a, a discount in a luxury villa in Berlin St. Bart's because I know about it, even last minute. So that's how I came about it. The goal was here not to go after um, uh, bookings. Uh, the goal was to go after journalists to raise their, their interests and hopefully get interviews or articles. Or again, that's, it's more like a midterm play, but uh, have them know about me and whenever they're going to have a question about these remote islands of St. Bart and Bali or about vacationing there, have them call me, have them email me. And I've been, so I've sent it in French, in Indonesian, and in English, obviously. 
Um, and it's 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 worked. I mean, a bit. <laughs> I got a few articles here and there, but mostly, which was my goal, I was then able to uh, email journalists and say, "Hey, I sent you this this uh, this press release. Uh, just so you know, whenever you need tips about Saint Bart's or tips about Bali, I- I'm here." And it, it worked. And some some people actually said, oh, "By the way, we're coming in September in in." Uh, I think they're coming in September in um, in um, Saint Bart's, and they say, "Well, let's meet." They, they they were coming anyway to Saint Bart's in Bali, and I just thanks to the press release, I just added myself to the list of people they're meeting, and hopefully they're going to talk about my product. So it's like it's not a short-term play, if you will, but it's more like a long-term a way of of seeing. I'm not pretending I'm an expert. I just saying I'm. <laughs> I, I have those houses, so I knew a few things, so maybe it could be of interest to your readers. That's what I'm doing. Yeah, I, I, was, uh, I was really taken with that, and it got me fired up to, um, to, to get a couple of press releases of my own off and running. But it, well, I, th- I think what struck me, it was that press releases normally considered something that a company would do. But the way you did it, it just well, came across as such a powerful method of, getting the message out to journalists and travel writers and, and the people that you're trying to hit, that you're an expert in this particular field. And they're always out there looking for them. And it, it could be that it just crosses a journalist's or a travel writer's desk just at the time that they are planning a piece on on a particular location. So I'm going to... If I can find, well, you'll send me that press release again, so I can put a link to it. I'm sure, because I, I think it's it's a really great example of how to do it. I've definitely learned from that, and uh, and we'll be following up and seeing how it works for me. Yeah, so. it, it, and to your point, it's mostly companies who do that. So as a as a as a vacation owner, you, you in a way you have to compete with them. So. Hmm. Um, you have to look different, and so that's why it was like the angle was like how to negotiate with a an owner because that's what I am. And usually these journalists here from agencies, so it's different. Um, I would say it's a different angle. So, yeah. so way for me is like for example, maybe when they're going to cover vacation rentals, they're going to be asking to guests, they're going to be asking to agencies, and maybe to a few owners. And I'd love to be among those owners. That's really the where I'm trying to, to shoot for. Uh, that, that's a good point too, because I think uh, if you're going to do this sort of thing, then you have to have a goal at the start. You have to know what your, your goal is, what you're shooting for bef- yep. before you write it in the first place. Thibaut, it's been an absolute pleasure to talk with you. I, ha- I mean, we've covered so much and there is still so much I would have liked to have gone on and talked about, but unfortunately time is uh, time is getting short. I just want to sign off really with... Um, with a a little snippet from a review that was on um, Tebow's website for oh, I think it was on uh, might have been on TripAdvisor. Oh my! <laughs> <laughs> and oh my. and it was for the Bali property. And right at the end of the review, it said, and I'm I'm quoting directly. And of course, there's Tebow who who responded immediately to all our queries before we arrived made sure all our airport transfers were arranged and accommodated all our special requests. His personal touch put us in the right frame of mind for our holiday and can be felt all throughout the villa. What a oh. fabulous oh. review that is. I'm blushing. And I, was, I, I think 
<laughs> that that one review um, in Paris handling the the bookings at the same time. So it's tricky because you have all those time zones, and of course you have to answer as fast as you can, but you have to sleep sometimes, and <laughs> so it's tricky. You have, really have to make sure to use templates, for example, to answer uh, fast as possible and customize the templates to be personal. But it's it's really what I'm trying to do. Yeah. I have to get more reviews like this <laughs> and ask for the reviews. That's my lesson. Well, it's clear that uh, that what you're doing, you're doing, you're doing really well, and uh, and I think we can all learn from you. So, just thank you so much for taking the time to be with me today. Well, thank you, Heather. And if people want to, you know, see what I'm doing, they just go on Twitter. That's probably easier to my account. It's called Thibaut Sandbarts. That's T I B O. Uh, and as usual, there's going to be in your show notes the link, so I'm not worried about that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I'll have all the links at the end of the show notes. And <laughs> yep. as I say, quite a lot of them. I've got, um, I think there's 10 so far, and I'm going to add on another couple. You mentioned Feedly, um, you mentioned Asana, so I'll, I'll be uh, putting yep. those in as well. For now, I just want to um, to, to, to wrap up and, uh, and thank you so much. One day, it would be lovely to visit either your... Uh, your property in Bali or St. Bart's and, uh, and see for myself. But until then, just um, thank you for your time. Enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you for having me. And I look forward to learning new things on your podcast. Okay. Thanks, Thibaut. Well, you know, I get such a kick out of talking to other owners and, and hearing how they, they, they operate their businesses. And regardless... Uh, as I said at the beginning, regardless of, of whether you're a an owner with a single property or you have multiple properties that you manage either locally or from a distance, I admire every one of you. It's a tough job. And and I think Tebow really hit the nail on the head in a lot of places in that uh, in that interview about how important it is to to be hands-on if you want to create that relationship. I was very interested to hear him talking about Airbnb after the previous um, episode of Vacation Rental Success, number 29, um, talking to uh, Jasper Ribbers about his Amsterdam apartment and how he uses Airbnb for it. So, So now, you know, I've heard from Thibaut about this as well. It really cements to me that uh, the Airbnb is a great listing site. And if you're not already on there, you should be looking at that to see if it's going to have some advantages for you. I, I found it quite interesting when he was talking about the uh, the Airbnb staff doing a seminar every three weeks in Bali to, to new owners because they've obviously got that market identified as as one that is you know, really ripe for um, the, you know, the, the the demographic. And that demographic um, probably are now going to Airbnb over and above um, the conventional listing sites. So, it, you know, similar to talking to Rex Brown a while back uh, about his city property in Melbourne and the immense success he's getting from his Airbnb ads. Um, I find it all quite exciting and, uh, and we'll obviously be looking to hear more from people who, who are, are finding, you know, different ways of marketing and, and to know what they're finding most effective. 
As I mentioned right at the beginning, I'd love to hear from any owners. Doesn't matter whether you've got the one property or several, just uh, if you think you're making a real success of it and you'd like to share that with listeners and you've got something unique that, that you do that it really is working for you. We, we really want to hear about it. So just get in touch with me and we'll, uh, we'll sort something out. If you have any questions about vacation rentals that, um, that perhaps I can answer or I can share um, amongst all these experts who've, who've been on the show, why don't you send us your questions? I'd love to start a, a maybe a monthly, bi-monthly episode that just takes all your different questions and gets these experts out there answering it for you. I think it would be really neat. And I'd love to have those questions on audio rather than just by email. Uh, you can email them in first and then um, we'll I'll get back to you and we can record them on Skype and then uh, then you get your voice on the questions episode and the answer from the appropriate expert. So let's give that a whirl too. As ever, I'd love you to uh, go to iTunes and leave me a review if you like the podcast. And all you need to do is go to the show notes at cottageblogger.com forward slash VRS. 30030 and uh, and scroll down to the bottom of the show notes and uh, and you can just click on that link to iTunes it'll take you directly there and you can just leave us a review which would be perfect and love to hear your comments obviously at the end of the show notes I know what it's like though I I listen to podcasts all the time I'm out in the car I'm walking the dog I might be running or at the gym and I always think I really need when I get back I'm going to look up the website, go to the show notes and make a comment. And nine times out of 10, I don't because by the time I've got home, I've totally forgotten about it. So I quite understand. But if you do get the chance, I would love to hear from you. I'd love to hear what you think. For now, thank you so much once again for being with me. And I'll look forward to seeing you again, talking with you again next week. This episode of Vacation Rental Success is over, but don't worry, Heather will be back soon. Want more great resources? Visit cottageblogger.com for tips, tricks, downloads, and strategies to help you achieve profit from your vacation rental business.